Welcome to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm here to kick off our 2023 holiday special where, we'll, we, where we will be covering Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, we're going to be covering that up later in the year, uh, cutting it up into nine chunks, and we've got um, lots of special stuff and, and guests planned for that. Um, but to uh, kick things off, um, we're going to start with some deleted scenes uh, from uh, from the film, from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, and what follows is a panel that was recorded live at the Movies by Minutes convention in um, well, at the Indie Fringe Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana. This was recorded on October 7th in front of a live audience. Um, uh, joining me on the panel are Cliff and Aaron from Predator Minute and Gonzo Minute where they're covering fear and loathing in Las Vegas one minute at a time. So uh, thanks again to, uh, to Cliff and Aaron for joining us on the panel. Um, uh, during the panel, um, I played, uh, we played the, uh, the deleted scenes from the film, and they're split into two parts. Um, so I had a little bit of a, an audience participation thing where I'd kind of play the first, uh, the first part of the deleted scene and ask the audience to, uh, to kind of guess what happens next and then, um, and then play the, 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 you know, the second part and uh, <laughs> see how close they were. Um, so you're welcome to, uh, to play along if you'd like. If you haven't seen uh, these deleted scenes yet, um, we're going to put them up on the website. So if you can visit us at nextscenepod.com, we'll, um, we'll have a page set up with a link to, uh, to the scenes, the way they were uh, cut up for the panel. These scenes, um, they're also available on YouTube. And if you have the, um, if you have the film on, um, on Blu-ray or DVD, um, you probably have these included with, you know, as the, you know, the additional features along with the movie. So you can, um, you can view the, uh, um, view the scenes there as well. If you'd like to go ahead and watch them before you, uh, listen to the panel. Um, but, uh, uh, I will go ahead and say, um, if you're interested in joining us as a guest for this uh, holiday special, or if you just want to share your memories of uh, Paul Rubens or um, or of this film, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you can reach out to us at Next Scene Pod on the various social media or email us directly at nextscenepod at gmail.com. And before we get into it, I, I just want to uh, give a big thank you to, uh, to everyone that was involved. I don't want to name names cause I'm worried I, I'll leave someone out, but, um, if you're listening, you know who you are, everyone who was involved with, uh, planning and running, um, the, uh, the MXM event in, in, in October. Um, it was really great. We had a lot of fun. We had uh, a lot of great panels, um, plus this one. So, um, thanks. Thanks to those folks for making that happen. And, uh, thanks, uh, thanks to you for listening. Enjoy. Water. All right. So hi, I am uh, from a well. I'm Sean German from Next Scene Podcast. Um, so there's some audience participation um, in this Please. next session. So uh, you'll be responsible for providing some of your own entertainment. Um, and also, um, this is going to require some additional work from our audio visual master, Rick Ingham, right in the back. Let's give it up for Rick, who's been doing a great job running things. Um, so yeah, if you could switch over to, to my presentation. Oh, there you go. Right. All right. Um, so yeah, so, um, I'm from, uh, <coughs> next scene podcast and, and we really started out, um, 
We've been doing holiday specials since uh, 2017. Really start out with uh, a friend of ours, uh, Christopher Dennis DeGuardia, who noticed in the film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, between the advent calendar and other context clues, you could figure out which day all the action in the film occurs on. It turns out there's like six or seven days that, that all the, the film occurs on. So you could break up the film by day. And rather than covering a movie one minute at a time, you could cover it one day at a time. Um, so we started with uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and became a, um, you know, a tradition to do a, a holiday special each year um, on through other films. See up there, uh, you know, Home Alone until last year, we did uh, eight classic television episodes uh, celebrating Hanukkah. Um, what I decided to do something a little bit different for this year, um, Paul Rubens, uh, RSVP, passed, passed recently, um, decided to go back and rewatch uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and was astonished. I mean, seen the film before, loved the film, but it holds up so well. It is so inventive, so creative. Each scene is so different from the last. I'm like, how has no one done this minute by minute? Um, you know, and, and thought, well, I could do it, but that's eh, a lot of work. But I could cut up into chunks like we do at Next Scene Podcast with our holiday um, holiday episode. So what we'll be doing um, for uh, November, December uh, this year, the holiday season, we'll be doing Pee-wee's Big Adventure in nine parts. Um, and kind of lead into that, there's some deleted scenes, a um, little bit that, that didn't make it out. So uh, I thought, well, we can let's let's get the holiday season rolling here. Um, with those deleted scenes. Um, but before I go any further, I want to uh, introduce up here on the panel with me, I've got two guests. I've got Cliff and Aaron from Predator Minute, Gonzo Minute, covering um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I don't know, anything else you, uh, you gentlemen want to add? No, anything about yourself or? That's, that's about it. You know, we've done doing this uh, Movies by Minute, been part of the community. I feel like we're one of the few that for whatever reason, I have no social media presence. <laughs> so it's always awkward to be like, hey, how, where's everyone meeting? How's everyone doing? But I still get a lot of sense of community and love giving shout-outs uh, sure. to the entire Movies by Minute group. And uh, I just find the whole thing fascinating. We've been doing this now for since 2017. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we all lost a few years there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, those are the ones we do. Uh and yeah, the sort of notion of this whole concept you were talking before about this, like the group and thinking about movies this way has just been wonderful. So thank you all for everything you're doing. Okay. Um, so a uh, little intro, uh, the film, if, if you're not familiar with it or the history. So uh, in 1985, a mugger, a newsman, a mystic knight of the Oingo Boingo and a pubescent manchild teamed up to create a film that Roger Ebert described as a guilty pleasure creating, quote, a whole fairy tale universe as consistent and fascinating as Alice's Wonderland or the world of <laughs> hobbits in The Lord of the Rings. Um, Paul Rubens created the character Pee Wee while at the Groundlings in Los Angeles, along with Phil Hartman and John Paragon. Um, after Rubens auditioned for Saturday Night Live um, and actually was passed over uh, the slot that Gilbert Gottfried ended up taking, um, he returned to L.A. and developed a nightclub show called The Pee-Wee Herman Show, um, built around the character with uh, Rubens and Hartman playing Captain Carl and Paragon as Jombie the Genie. Uh, the show was a hit, uh, which led to an HBO special in 1981 and many appearances on The Late Show with David Letterman and eventually a movie deal with Warner Brothers, where Rubens 
where Rubens picked as director uh, the former Disney artist who had impressed him with his live-action short Frankenweenie, Tim Burton. Um, both Burton and Rubens were fans of the band Oingo Boingo and the film Forbidden Zone, so they asked Danny Elfman to write the film's score, something uh, he had never done before. Uh, bring in Hartman and Michael, Michael Varhol to write with Rubens, um, and the stage is set for uh, a motion picture Vincent Canby of the New York Times described as the most barren comedy I've seen in years. Um, and I don't think that was a positive. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Um, barren? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, released to mostly positive reviews. Uh, Tim Burton and Danny Elfman would go on to team up as director and composer 11 more times. And, of course, uh, Paul Rubens would act again for Tim Burton in Batman Returns, um, where he played the father of the penguin. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to fill in some of the gaps that the audience didn't get to see in 1985 with some deleted scenes. Um, and we can go on to the, the next slide. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I realize I should have brought a clicker or something to, to indicate. Um, so if you're familiar with the television show, um, either the, the, the Pee Wee Herman show or, uh, the, um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, there'd be a secret word every episode, um. So when we say the secret word, everyone le yells as loud as they can. Would yeah. you like to do the honors? Yeah, I just did um, the Muppet arms. It was yeah. good podcasting. So if you physically. filled out a word as you came in, thank you for your participation. So what is our secret word? Our secret word of the day is wet with two exclamation points. Ah! Ah! Muppet arms. <laughs> so yeah, anytime anyone says the that secret word. word <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll give you an example like, um, how was your shower this morning? Moist. Uh oh, and wet. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and so uh, additional audience participation. Um, one of the keys, or one of the things I enjoy a lot about this film is the way it jumps from one scene to another, from one mode or mood to another. Um, there's a lot of non sequiturs, a lot of confusing things or just unexpected things. Um, so I <laughs> broke these scenes down. I'm going to play the first part of the scene, we'll see the setup. And then I'm going to ask you, the audience, to guess what happens next. And if you've seen the scenes before, I think they're on the, you know, if you have the DVD or the Blu-ray, they're, they're extra features. They're probably up on YouTube. If you've seen it before, let those that haven't seen it have a guess before you chime in. Um, but yeah, so we're ready for that, that first scene. Hi, Mario. Hello, Pee-wee. <laughs> Pee Herman, meet Amazing Larry. Amazing Larry, how do you do? <laughs> Pee, tell Larry what you think of his finale. All right, I'll put it down and take it. So what do you think? What is the... It's your lasagna. <laughs> Close. Correct. Hot sauce for you. <laughs> okay. Any any other guesses? We have they share a lasagna. A dry lasagna. A dry lasagna. Or. All right. Well, let's okay. let's go to the next slide and the next scene and uh, let let's see what uh, what we got.
<laughs> Beam. That's so yeah, so I think well, we probably agree that was best left out, and we'll be, yeah. we needed what? that in, in the in the main film. The, the but, movie was well, over the top already, and yeah. that just no, no, that was yeah. the next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one where Pee Wee Herman does arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, the over the top, yeah. big top crossover. Yeah. So what? It, uh, uh, well, I was going to say, you know, it would require unbelievable skills, but I'm going to see if you can do it. Describe what we just saw for those of us yeah. listening as a podcast. <laughs> for those who are listening, yeah, Amazing Larry's um, mm. big act is his his hair or his hair piece lifts off his head. It flies around yeah. Mario's magic spinning, shop spinning yeah. um, and then eventually returns and yeah. settles back. And, and he does such a – the actor does such a good job yeah. of making it seem like he is surprised by this as anyone. He almost looks pained. Like, oh, God. Like he's, like he's doing it with his mind. You well, know? I imagine it would take a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it was magic. So Yeah. Who's well, playing Amazing Larry? All this time we had to prep and you didn't we, Yeah. When, I'm, I thought it was already known. It's magic. It looks like David Larry. Lynch, kind of. Like. <laughs> it was regular Larry playing him. It was uh, and the acting was to be amazing. <laughs> that was magic. I looked it up, and I'm like, eh, I should make a note of that. No, no one needs to know. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's not going to They cut him. No. So, who cares? Um, so no, uh, Amazing Larry is played by Lou Coutel, C-U-T-E-L-L. Oh, yeah. Lou yeah. Coutel, oh, yeah, born in New York City in October 1930. Um He's known for such films as Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Wedding Crashers. So um, I'm sure we all recognized yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the riff tracks would have been the uh, – someone had put in, I went to Juilliard for this. Yeah. One of the things I noticed is, like, when they, they cut back and forth between Amazing Larry and Pee-wee, Pee-wee does not seem to be looking at Amazing <laughs> Larry. Like, he's looking one direction, kind of – off to the side when he's when he's saying oh hello like obviously facing amazing larry but for the trick he's like turned another direction and he's like seems to be i mean it's hard to tell the layout of the magic shop but he seems to be looking away a lot <laughs> what there's like a floating skull up yeah. in there i mean that would be pretty incredible I, yeah i would be well, staring the at next that thing as I was well gonna like, say is the skull what? seems to be paying better attention than <laughs> gravity. oh yeah that's true. um yeah. which like yeah that's a better trick is the skull that's watching the hairpiece that's flying around <laughs> the store i mean this this does play into the kind of crazy zany world that peewee yeah. lives in and we see yeah. throughout the film like sometimes he's interacting with I guess like civilians, like real people, but then right. other times he's other crazy characters that are just as as nuts as Pee Wee himself that that inhabit this world. Yeah. I think I know how he did it. Oh well, no! Don't give it away. No, oh, it's magic. No, it's a flying squirrel. Oh, I see. I, <laughs> see, the, the real trick was the hair never moved as the guy's head went down. And oh, moved okay. Him, so oh. that's that's not. So you were mentioning sort of the way they're reacting to him, mm -hmm. uh, to the character in. There's a wonderful article. Uh, it's called Paul Rubin said everything funny. It's on defector.com, which you have to pay for. But this is one of the best descriptions. And it reminded me so much of this reaction that people are having to him. It says people talk to him as though he's a child, except when they do not. None of this is meant to be mysterious in the world of Pee Wee. The humor doesn't come from anyone's confusion about the nature of Pee Wee. Other characters never seem to wonder what Pee Wee's deal is or even have any sense that he has any particular deal to wonder about. And I think that's what's great about this character. Like, it's like, like you said, there's no world building. There's no, like, but but people just seem to accept that this yeah. exists in their world, yeah. this childlike wonderment that he has about everything. 
Instead of real life back in the 80s where I was like, what's wrong with that man? You know, <laughs> they just kind of go with it. <laughs> when it's, it, it, I find it a little bit confusing because at times it seems like Pee-wee's a child. Like, and right. Francis yeah. is another child and they're just, they're played by, yeah. you know, full grown actors, but the character itself is a, t- a child. But, he kind of lives on his own. Like, he right. does a lot of adult things. Built with no source of income. Machines. No source yeah. of income. He's just a very childlike adult. Yeah, but he it's more like Trust certain funds, aspects maybe. of childhoodness. And that he, <laughs> he comes everything just like this. Like, he's fully wants to be amazed yeah, by yeah. this magician. Yeah. Even if he's not watching it. Even if yeah. he's looking at something else, he's like, good job, man. Yeah. I love this. He's, this is exciting he's, to he's, me. He's buying into the craziness around him yeah. because they are buying into to his, to his craziness. Yeah. Like, we're all... We all end it together. Yeah. Um, so let's not to cut things off, no. but there's actually some more to the scene. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay. What? So a what couple of things I wanted to point out. Um, so the, we do get into Mario's magic shop. This scene is not cut entirely, just the amazing Larry bits. Um, but I thought it was interesting. They flip it. If you noticed when Pee Wee's coming in, we see the, the lettering on the glass door. Oh. Mario's magic shop is backwards as it is because we're inside the store for the the released version of of this part of the scene um, that that made it into the film, they actually reversed the shot so the audience can read Mario's Magic Shop. So it's spelled correctly, yeah. but that means when you know people outside coming in, faith in their audience, <laughs> the old sigum pose, the old pose. Um, and also a little thing, we just go back real quick um, to well, I guess in. In the deleted part, it's on the right. In the movie version, it's on the left. That's an Elvira poster um, that's on the wall of the magic shop. Elvira played by Cassandra, Cassandra. Peterson, who shows up uh, in the film as the, the biker mama. Um, but yeah, we can go to the next slide. And um, there's a final bit to this scene that I wanted to play as well. Oh, yeah. Magic. <laughs> I just wish I could find a way to jazz it up a bit. <laughs> Amazing Larry, look! A new hairstyle. An amazing idea. <laughs> Thanks, Pee Wee. You amazing. <laughs> I, I just like the idea that, like, the hair is literally flying off his head, but he's disappointed. He's got it like, yeah. oh, I got to jazz it up. And the way he's going to do it is a crazy hairstyle. So for yeah. the folks listening, Pee Wee points out there's a punk standing outside the magic shop with a mohawk. Yeah. Um, and that's what amazes Larry. Yeah. Um, and I also wonder, after seeing this bit, I'm like, is – is he amazing, Larry? Because he always everything's amazing. He's always talking, you know, the kind of the key word for the scene. He keeps saying amazing, and you amazed me. Um, you know, is that why they call him Amazing Larry, or does he feel like he has to use that word to live up to the name? Like, ah, uh, people started calling me amazing. Like, that's a lot of self promotion. It's yeah. good marketing. It's, or, or he's just totally <laughs> yeah. normal, and it's like you know, like calling the bold guy Curly or something like that. You know, okay. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, Amazing Larry, good one. It's an you're ironic just, name. Yeah. yeah, you're just you're not you're not amazed. Yeah. <laughs> just, <No. laughs> just rather disappointing, Larry. Yeah, it doesn't catch um, on as well. And his pet flying squirrel. And his pet. <laughs> flying I have to squirrel. shave that thing for a new hairstyle. Yeah, and then this actually Function. comes in. If we go to the next scene, this there's actually a callback that I, I forget. There's a term for a callback that is, doesn't actually call back because. The initial part gets cut, but there is a part in 
that did make the film where we get to see Amazing Larry and his new haircut. Another photograph. What's missing from this picture? It's just me without my bike. Is this something you could share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, so the, for, for the folks that are listening to this recording later on or, or haven't seen the film recently, this is um, in the basement later on when uh, Pee Wee's going over all the evidence, um, debriefing or, or yeah. briefing folks uh, for the hunt, uh, you know, for his bike. And, of course, Amazing Larry is kibitzing, um, you know, speaking in the audience. And when we cut to Amazing Larry, he's got the mohawk. He's got – he's yeah. jazzed up his act. Yeah, at that, about 10 hours of that amazing <laughs> spray tan on there, too. Which I kind of want to see. Like, the flying yeah. squirrel lifting off his head is amazing enough. If he can get that mohawk to fly, I'd want that back, <laughs> yeah. in, the, back in the movie. I, or maybe, like, we it's can get, like, a, a spin-off yeah. series, yeah. Uh, Amazing uh, yeah. Larry series. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. We need to. I mean – Kind of build on the um, – yeah, let's the get the Pee-wee whole cinematic shit. universe. Yeah, the Pee-wee cinematic universe. I love it. <laughs> also, just like in general, that this is such a theme of all his films that everything is just overcome by like overwhelming positivity. And yeah. I think that that was a, like, especially at that era when you're starting to get into the whole cynical thing. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. so funny to have this already almost reacting to something that happened later. You know, where it's like, oh, everyone's like ah, 80s, 90s, sick of things. And he's like, no. And the punk is happy to talk to the guy. And the bikers love him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had the you know new cinema with uh, Scorsese and De Palma and others. You know, it, everything kind of got a gritty, particularly in the 80s. Everything was dark and, and drug dealers yeah. and, and all that stuff. And it's like this is this technicolor world where everything is oversized. Everything's happy. <laughs> everything's amazing. Um, yeah. And it kind of it, – it, it's like a, a flip side or um, similar to what like David Lynch does in something like Blue Velvet where like, you know, here's this suburban world where there's this dark undercurrent and it's like Pee Wee's in this the dark real world, but it, there's this happy undercurrent. You know, there's this technicolor thing that's just below the surface. If you look around, there's these crazy people around you that um, – you know, they're either nitrous snuffing, you know, sniffing killers in, in blue velvet, or it's like this bicycle riding yeah. nutso in this suit and bow tie. Large yeah. March. It might just be the hot sauce. <laughs> I am March. like loving this idea of a David Lynch directed peewee film. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, great. <laughs> it's one of those bizarre things I could possibly imagine. Your ability to tie those two universes together now. Yeah. That's a, yeah. a, that's a leap. I love um, it. And that's the kind of insight that mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll explore further in uh, the holiday special <laughs> coming up at the end of the year. So uh, please check that out at nextteampod.com. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's move on. There we go. So before we move on to um, the next scene, um, just want to talk a little bit about – so obviously the, the bicycle figures uh, very prominently in, uh, in the film. Um, so the original concept for um, – what became Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the, the, the first film that Pee-wee was going to write and fe- or that Paul Rubens was going to write and, and feature the, the Pee-wee character in, he was thinking something along the lines of uh, Pollyanna for a Disney film from 1916, if you're not familiar with that. Um, it's a little girl, Pollyanna, orphan, comes to a small town and kind of opens up everyone's life. You know, everyone's kind of miserable or um, you know, there's a lot of cattiness and backstabbing and stuff, you know, small town politics stuff. And then this cute little girl from outside, you know, this orphan comes in and kind of turns everyone around and, and cheers them up. And um, and that's kind of the direction Rubens was thinking of for this film. Um, and little side note, if 
if that kind of sounds familiar, that's a little bit sounds like uh, the the plot to Elvira, Mistress of the Dark <laughs> from 1988. Um, there's a lot of overlapping personnel between the two. Obviously, we talked about Cassandra Peterson, who plays mm-hmm. Elvira, appearing in this film. Also, um, John Paragon, who was um, one of the co-creators um, with Rubens back at the Groundling, who plays uh, John B. the Genie in uh, the Playhouse. Um, also co-wrote, uh, wrote for Elvira and co-wrote uh, Mistress of, uh, of the Dark in 88 as well. So there's a lot of cross-pollination between, uh, you know, the groups of people working on those two films. But um, uh, so anyway, back to, uh, to mm-hmm. Pee Wee here. Um, so they used on the on the Warner Brothers lot, they used bicycles to get around. A, a, you know, a major studio filming lot is a big place with big buildings and everything. So they used bicycles uh, t- to get around. And uh, Rubens got obsessed with the particular bike he was given, a 1947 Schwinn racer, um, so he could get around the lot. And um, became so enraptured with this bike, threw away the script. He said, he, said he, um, he said they were about halfway done. They threw it away, started over from scratch, and ended up doing, which is basically a reworking of Vittorio De Sica's Laundry de Picolette. Uh, 1948 neorealist drama about a man in post-World War II Italy, um, working man whose uh, bicycle gets stolen. Um, so kind of basically reworking that about, uh, you know, Pee Wee Harmon and, and he has his uh, bike stolen. Um, so uh, Arnold Schwinn and Company was founded in Chicago in 1895 by a recent immigrant from Germany, Ignaz Schwinn, um, with backing from a fellow uh, German immigrant, Adolf Arnold. Um, their timing was fortuitous as the bike craze was about to sweep America and Chicago would be the focal point of bicycle manufacturing. Uh, Schwinn grew, thri- through, grew quickly through acquisition of less successful bicycle makers, even by motorcycle manufacturers Excelsior and Henderson, growing to become America's third largest m- motorcycle company behind Indian and Harley Davidson. Uh, sales crashed during the Great Depression and the company halted motorcycle sales in 1931 to focus exclusively on bicycles. Um, The bicycles appearing in Big Adventure uh, were provided by Pedal Pushers Bike Shop in Newport Beach, California. The highly accessorized Schwinn Cruiser in red cost about $10,000 for a dozen that were used in filming. And I've read conflicting reports. Um, Actually, one of the film-used bikes uh, showed up on eBay um, in 2014, and that was labeled as a Schwinn Beach Cruiser. I've also find references to uh, the Schwinn DX Cruiser. Um, neither of those bikes really look like the bike that's in the film, and obviously a lot of aftermarket stuff have been added to it. Um, to my eye, the film looks most like the Schwinn Panther. Um, that's got some of the particular features um, that, that Pee Wee's uh, X1 is known for. Um, including uh, a chrome-trimmed tank, a two-tone finish, and the knee-action spring fork. Um, that's why it makes me think it might be a Panther rather than um, those other cruiser models. But um, whatever the base model, some of the additions added to the X1 include uh, rear-view mirrors, uh, handlebar tassels, a handlebar bell, frame-mounted compass, the lion face speaker, an extra-loud horn provided by mm-hmm. Dad, uh, Dottie at Chuck's Bike Shop, um, the hard-sided saddle storage, ejector seat, and a smokescreen. Um, and the, uh, that eBay sale I mentioned in 2014, that bicycle eventually sold for $36,000. Wow. 
Um, so not quite a hundred million trillion billion dollars, but still a pretty penny. And those with inflation. I wonder yeah. how much it weighed. It looks like it weighed a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it does look very heavy with, yeah. with all that other oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like you can yeah. only ride it as an e-bike or something. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, let, let's move <laughs> yeah. on to uh, scene number two. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let her play. Say, that sure was some fancy riding your shoulders out there today. Thanks. Come on, we'll give you a lift. <laughs> fancy, fancy. <laughs> Don't mind old Boone. He just loves people. <laughs> okay. So I, I should set up the clip. So this yeah. is after the rodeo scene. In the film. So Pee Wee is running from Simone's boyfriend. He ends up um, thrust into a Brucking Bronco Bronco situation mm-hmm. where he's riding a, a, a bucking horse. He gets thrown and now he is leaving the rodeo and offered a ride by these two yeah, uh, kind strangers American. and uh, yeah. and their bear. So Boone. <laughs> what do you think what do you think happens next? Yeah. Okay. Pee- <laughs> Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. He's handy. Yeah. He's their Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Good arms. Love it. All right. Well, so. Rick, oh, wait. We got. Oh. Another. Or are you just waving? <laughs> Nightmare. Okay. Well, let's play. Let's see what happens next. He's just going to cut to a scene from the Revenant. <laughs> So as you can see, what what actually happens <laughs> Please is describe that one. Pee Wee has a, um, I guess like a circus themed nightmare and where he was able to sleep next to a bear. That's pretty yeah, relaxed. Is is he's able to yeah relax? Well, he probably has a concussion from, <laughs> yeah, from getting true. thrown off that that's horse. True. They should probably drive him to a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Probably. it wasn't <laughs> until I watched that call an ambulance that I realized why you asked the people from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas to be on because yeah. that, that was an LSD nightmare of a scene. I was like, what are we even looking at? Yeah, he got, off, he got thrown off the horse into a cow patty growing mm-hmm. mushrooms or something. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I would have preferred the Revenant actually. Yeah. To I can kind of see why that was cut because there is a. Um, <laughs> A little bit later, there is uh, Pee Wee's in the hospital and he falls asleep and he has there's another dream sequence. And we're probably good. One dream sequence of that type per film is is probably enough. But there's definitely 
it, it, yeah, it's kind of surreal. There's kind of a, a Fellini-esque feel to it, <laughs> yeah. which um, which kind of ties in, or uh, ties in is probably not the right phrase, but uh, um, I'll just say, so uh, Danny Elfman has said one of his references or one of his inspirations in scoring this film um, was uh, Nino Rota, um, who who uh, scored several films for Fellini. So, uh, you know, the, the influence is there on... Uh, the you know directing and and the composing side. Um, another thing I noticed tying this back to the first scene is like each scene seems to have like a key word. Like the, so, the first one was amazing with amazing yeah. Larry. This one is fancy with the fancy ride and he's fancy oh, okay. fancy. Um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> what was like? What was so fancy? And then also, like Pee Wee doesn't say like. I, I need a ride. He doesn't say where he's going. They're just like, they, just say, hey, they like kidnap the guy. The guy's like in a daze. Like, seriously, I just got bucked off a Bronco. I'm bleeding internally. I don't, I don't even remember all. The only thing I remember is the Alamo. I don't remember who I am or where I am, but these kid, you know, the these strangers are just Maybe gonna... they are taking him to the hospital. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe this whole movie is a dream sequence. He'll wake up and we see it. We find so out that was it's a Tom dream Hardy. That was a dream. Pee-weeception. Yeah. <laughs> Boone is a great name for a bear though. Boone, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and at the, the end, when he takes the mask off, it, we were debating and probably couldn't hear it on mic, but uh, he said it looked like Jigsaw from the Saw movies. I yeah. thought it looked like Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it was supposed to be Large Marge, right? Yeah. <laughs> it might um, be. And they also saw something um, oh, yeah. similar to the dream sequence that made the film, and that um, we see it's like the devil is lowering the X1 <laughs> into a, a, you know, a vat of lava. Um, the devil being played by uh, you know, Francis, um, the you know the, the the thief of the bike, but uh, um, but here we see yeah the the bear um, you know ostensibly Boone uh, you know so Boone the bear in the dream pulls his head off and uh, the bear <laughs> is played by Francis, which is you know yeah the uh, the, the antagonist. antagonist poor Boone. Poor Boone. Poor Boone. <laughs> yeah. But and also, I I thought it was you know good prompting from the audience. I thought that was interesting because usually because he, he wakes up and Boone is like licking his yeah. face yeah. and you think oh he's gonna dream that he's being kissed and then yeah, he, you know yeah. by like a oh woman, yeah right you know, yes, or something yes, and then he wakes one. up and instead of a woman it's Boone yeah. you know it's Boone the bear to get him out of the but then it's there's like there's no does. kissing in in the dream at all they they throw us off yeah oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, it's amazing. He slept next to him, especially because he looked like stage suspicious about him. Yeah, he makes this yeah. amazing face of like, oh my god, I cannot believe there's a bear. And then next scene, he's like, fine. Whatever. And then he just like falls. that wasn't Pee Wee, that was yeah. Paul Rubens channeling. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, because yeah. I know whenever, yeah, so good whenever I'm a Todd X. Oh. Good animatronic work on that bear too. Looked totally real, never suspected. I think that was a real. <laughs> it was a real bear. Are you saying <laughs> that was it a, was the eighties? Was so that a man in a bear suit? Is that yeah, is it the Chinese bear? Yeah, probably. Um, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so this ties in. So this would have been in the film after that rodeo scene, and then before the scene with the biker. So at the end, when Pee Wee says, "You know, stop the car. I got to make a phone call." The next scene would have been him then wa- walking into the bar with um, right. with Satan helpers and and uh, the calling pals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. All right. So let's let move on to yes. uh, scene number three. So I'll actually set up the clip this time, just okay. to you know. Um, yeah, we'll do a lot. Uh, so this is after the scene in the biker bar. So eventually Pee Wee has um, uh, made friends, made peace, befriended uh, the rough and tough Satan's helpers. 
and they have lent him one of their motorcycles so he can continue on his quest to um, retrieve the X-1, and he promptly uh, drives into a street sign, and he is now in the hospital after that accident, and play the clip. Hey, we're awake. Hi, Dr. Day. How are we feeling? I think you'd feel a little better if you had something to eat. We've checked you out thoroughly and there's nothing wrong with you physically. Would you like to know my diagnosis? You're depressed. Is there something wrong? Would you like to tell me about it? <laughs> so what do you think happens next? <laughs> he, he loads him up with SSRIs. <laughs> I ship him. <laughs> you watched that cartoon too long. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Does yeah? Next slide. Let's see. Uh, does the doctor lay an egg that or turns into a? Would you like to tell me about it? Hey, now turn that frown upside down. You have some visitors. Hey, Peewee. We got the gift shop for you. Snake, you first. Peewee, buy some chocolates. One one. Might we help ourselves? I got clown. Flowers. I catch this little frog. Not very funny, but watch him when you turn him upside down. Hey, let me cheer him up. Yeah. <laughs> Yes? Yes? Oh, he needs some sleep. Please. Please, come on, let's go. Come on. Come on, dude. Let's go. Come on, Pee Wee. You better, Pee Wee. You feel better, man. Come on. You're on campfire. Come on, Pee Wee. Come on, Pee <laughs> Amazing. Um, so we, we get we get these uh, the friendly bikers coming in yeah. to to visit Pee Wee. Um, I I well I'm, I'm, I like I put kind of like in quotes um, because I don't really like it, but I appreciate the um, the way depression was yes. treated. In the right. At least he was trying to talk to him. Yeah. You know, not just prescribe him. Yeah. Well, he, in, in this turn case, the prescription was turn that frown upside yeah. down. Which he you tried know. not being sad. And then when that didn't work, a giant syringe of God knows yeah. what. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, because he was pressing the nurse's call button to indicate it, but I'm so used to seeing that as shorthand for morphine. So I was like, yeah. oh, he's knocking himself out. Like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Oh. Once the virus starts talking. Yeah, yeah we got uh, Cassandra Peterson playing the yeah. biker mom as yeah. soon as she threatens to uh, cheer Pee Wee up. Yeah. Since we've been tying into all the different universes, I've decided those are the bikers from Any Which Way But Loose or Every Which Way You mm -hmm. Can. Remember that gang? And he keeps uh, yeah. Yeah, ruining their hair. Thank you. And then that was the nurse who enjoys fornication from Ferris Bueller. Okay. <laughs> and these, these link up to the Predator universe, right? Oh, everything yeah, does okay. eventually. Everything, yeah. Good everything shout out. Back to, uh, to, to Predator eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, but I like the mix it, and maybe it's the effect, you know, the influence that Pee Wee has already yeah. had on these bikers that, exactly. um, you know, they're, they're not so scary all of a sudden. And they're carrying flowers and little toy he's brought them around yeah. to his way of thinking, which is interesting. I like this idea of the character, yeah. too, yeah. of it's like infectious. this overwhelmingly positive person. Yeah. Now, be like, now when he's suppressed, everyone else has to be like, yeah. these are the lessons you taught us. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. medically no. maybe not as great. But. Now, of course, the, the the flowers that the one gets uh, is just a plant pulled out of the ground with like <laughs> dirt falling on them. Roots, what so do. Yeah, they're not entirely good. Right. They're still you know bikers, but and all of them seem to be aware of that. He's like, oh, this isn't very funny, or these flowers aren't yeah. very good. They're they're a little bit like we did our best, you know. Yeah, but we know it wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, uh, Kiwi invokes a little bit of shame too. That's, oh yeah, yeah. I can't live up to that level. <laughs> Um, and they, they, this invokes a little bit or pulls in a little bit of callback to um, kind of the, the original Pee Wee stage show and the HBO special, the Pee Wee Herman show. Right. So the, the concept Pee Wee Herman um, was a little bit like a prop comic. He would do um, when, when they were doing the show in the Groundlings, he would just have a bag of random odds and ends that Pee Wee would pull out. And either the thing was funny and people would laugh at it or they wouldn't. And then Pee Wee would laugh at kind of the lack of reaction. And then the audience would just laugh at Pee Wee. So, like, you know, the, whether the bit worked or not, it would work. Yeah. Um, but then one of the things he did and it, it, in the, the HBO special is that the little frog, which I tried <laughs> to find. Apparently, they don't make these things anymore because Probably a we have, answer. you know, the Internet and streaming video and real yeah. entertainment. But back before entertainment was invented um, – have a little toy frog with a, a like a bubble with air and you push the bubble and the frog would hop which as the yeah. biker says it's not a lot of fun but if you turn it over and what, what peewee did in his act he would turn it over and you you squeeze the air bubble and then the legs just go flopping <laughs> up in the air which is what the you know what he, biker need, did he needed a thing. levitating toupee that would have got him out of his <laughs> funk because i still think that's a great trick yeah I want to see the doctor. I want to see the stethoscope fly off of the doctor's neck and then fly around. Yeah, the let's uh, let's keep going. Just, uh, we need more magic. Has been, yeah, in this world. it's been introduced. <laughs> so maybe it's it crosses over into Star Wars universe. Perhaps. Never heard of it. Oh, Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so I particularly one of the things I, I appreciate about this clip was the consistent um, understating. So there's the understatement with ah, you're depressed. Why don't you just cheer up? You know. Yeah. Um, and then the nurse is like. Uh, you might be a little bit uncomfortable with like this foot long needle. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. just <laughs> filled with dark red fluid. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, was yeah, say, yeah. I don't wake his ass up or his butt up. Yeah. And he, yeah, he still has this <laughs> yeah. suit on. You can kind of see under. The, <laughs> yeah. And under, even under his depression, like his like almost like cartoonishly mawkish like, yeah. depression is fun. Like he's making yeah. this fun. He's like, oh, I'm so sad. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> he's so good. Puts the fun. He looks like a really disappointed three-year-old. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so presumably if this had stayed in the film, this would have led into – the dream sequence that does get included in the film. So the way it's portrayed in the film is we just see Pee-wee getting rolled on a gurney into the hospital, and then he's laying in bed sort of tossing and turning, having a restless sleep, and then it goes into the dream sequence. So this would have been the result of that huge shot from the nurse, Not presumably would have knocked him out, led into um, that second dream sequence. How are we doing on time? Yeah, it would make sense considering yeah. he was getting injected with whatever. Oh, yeah. He'd be having crazy dreams. Yeah. <laughs> he's just getting, you know, he's getting some happy juice to turn <laughs> that frown upside down. All right, let's go and move on to the next scene. 
Um, so this is during the um, the climax of the film. Pee-wee has retrieved his bicycle, the X1, um, track it, having tracked it down on a movie set, and he is now on the run from uh, studio security. So let's roll him. a million places to hide on this lot. <laughs> he could be right under our nose where he wouldn't know it. Amazing. So what do you think happens next? <laughs> Quite That's possibly. Very oingo boingo of you. Yeah. yeah, so do we get any other guesses? Okay. Well, let's see no. if, uh, if, if Pee-wee uh, has a drink with some dancing skeletons. Got a wish. Be right under our nose where you wouldn't know it. So he learned so, yeah, amazing so, Larry's tricks. <laughs> well, we or see. So this snake. is the um, the boomerang bow tie from the classic Australia. Classic trope that we've um, seen in a million films. Yeah. As we talked about earlier. It's, I could I could list. You know, this is probably uh, you know more more commonly used than the the falling chandelier. The yeah. uh, the boomerang, boomerang bow tie. It's alliterative. Um, so he becomes the right hand man of a Bond villain next. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's the natural progression. You, know, you go from like the, the the bowler hat to throwing a shoe to yeah to the any the minute he's tie. in a cardboard box sneaking across yeah. the entire room. Yeah, I like this bit. I mean, I think it's probably a good cut because that studio chase scene goes on kind of a long time at the end, so I can see why this got cut. It kind but of reminded me like an of an aged Devo, you know, like dudes in the little golf carts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I like the mix. So one of the things that um. Uh, there's a, a disc commentary on the on the Blu-ray with uh, the director Tim Burton and Paul Rubens, and one of the things they talk about is all kind of the different genres and the different tone, and they move through a lot of things. So there's obviously like um, you know there's a little bit of road picture, there's a little bit of western, there's a little bit of uh, you know mystery horror there's movie, with, horror yeah. movie, yeah, with with large Mars. There's you know so there's they, they you know talk about touching on a lot of different genres through the different scenes and. Um, you know, kind of a little bit the old, uh, you know, talking about Italian cinema, the old spaghetti Work western on, yeah. um, here in this scene. So it was kind of a sh- uh, uh, shame that it, that it did get cut. I mean, it's good instincts. Put that character, Pee Wee, in any sort of situation mm-hmm. and see his take on it. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's yeah. a good idea. And honestly, you could do that forever. I could I could easily justify any of these scenes being in. Like, oh, yeah. here he is in this experimental yeah. thing. Here he is in the western. <laughs> what would he do? What would Pee Wee do? He'd act yeah. a fool. Yeah. And, Pee-wee versus, versus Predator. Versus, predator versus Pee-wee. Alien versus yeah. Pee-wee. Pee-wee yeah. wins. Yeah. Well, I like Spoiler this, alert. 
one of the things that I feel didn't get enough of a callback in the film was kind of the gadgetry, like the Rube Goldberg setup yes. that Pee Wee has in his house, that very beginning. Um, and here, like, I mean, it's a lot simpler. It's just a boomerang. But like, you know, that, that here's this guy. He's got a bag of tricks. He's got a lot of gadgets. He's got interesting stuff, you know, including the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the bow tie. So I kind of like that. He spends a lot of time at magic shops and probably yeah. those spy craft shops like that were popular back then. Yeah. 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 There was that Tom Clancy Burgers. That we oh, just yeah. Ate <laughs> probably the Tom Clancy Burgers. Well, yeah, I'm sure he would have, you know, progressed <laughs> if, if uh, you know, if, if Paul was still around today and doing more Pee Wee stuff. So originally in the, um, you know, in the, in the original 81 HBO special, they had the, um, there's a scene where him and a friend, they put on uh, shoe mirrors to look up a woman's dresser. <laughs> this um, is a great guy. Try, yeah. You know, try, trying to see her panties. So I could see like. But you know, only that. Only, yeah. Yeah. They, you know. Nothing on tour. They just wanted to see her underwear. Right. Um, but I could see moving into the 21st century, Pee Wee getting into, uh, you know, Crypto. cameras and more high-tech <laughs> surveillance than, than just the mirrors. Oh, Pee Wee yeah, the can, GoPro. Um, go to the next slide, I think. Yeah, so this is just that scene back in the magic shop. Let's, let's play that. And direct from Australia, the boomerang full time. Coming red. <laughs> So that flashing back to uh, to Mario's magic shop, and I like that it. Well, I like that it would have completed sort of the trio. So we see Pee Wee picks up three things in the magic shop. He yeah. picks up the boomerang bow tie from Australia. He gets uh, the trick gum, mm -hmm. which we later see he gives to Francis and, and mm -hmm. Francis's father, and he gets the um, the light up glasses that he uses at night when it's he's like in, you know in the desert. Greek epic or something. It like is that. Yeah. truly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that just would have completed the trio of that little bit had left in. Um, I like the salesmanship that uh, <laughs> that Mario shows there because yeah. you know Pee Wee's known for the red tie. Yeah, so he, he already had it in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, his, in his pocket. Like I'm going to show him the blue one, and then he <laughs> says, "You know, is there red?" Like he thinks he's yeah. prompting on his own. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, it's never a thought like, like I might not need it. It's just like, oh yeah, boomerang bow tie. Of course of I'll need course. it, but it's just the color is where <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's I'm clear. You know, well, it's it's better to have a boomerang bow tie and not need that's it. True. Than yeah, need a boomerang <laughs> yeah. bow tie. Yeah, where would he have been? Shot to death in the street by those security guards. <laughs> yeah, probably. Does he have a permit? Written and directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> oh, there's the proper one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like the, um, the, 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 the like, immediate irony where the, the security guard says, like, he could be right under our nose <laughs> and we wouldn't know it. And then when we see the bow tie fly out, it was quick. I don't know if you noticed, like, it actually flies past. One of the guards, like it's going right under, under their nose, nose yeah. and they're not seeing. Um, yeah. There's also a gag that I don't think was intentional. It might have been where a little bit of glass breaks, but then when the security guard yeah. grabs the door, the entire pane falls out, <laughs> yeah. which is probably just a problem from the set dressing. Door. But yeah. but it was yeah. still a funny joke where it's like now it's all shattered. But it goes Respect. back through. I love how that they added that little detail. It comes back out and breaks well, yeah. on its yeah. way back out. <laughs> when it wouldn't be a boomerang if it didn't, yeah. Right, right. If it yeah. didn't come back. But it almost seems like because there's a long pause and, and, you know, it may be editing. We don't know how much, you know, is it's you know, supposed to be real time. But it seems like the, you know, that bow tie spends a lot of time in whatever set it had flown into before it turns around. And it's right. all in it how you flick back. the wrist. Man. It's yeah. all. Yeah, it's all in the wrist. Um, He's got skill. So I think we can we can skip. There's another little scene I was going to show, but. We can, we can skip that. Um, so that kind of wraps up what, what I had. Did anything else you, uh, you gentlemen want to add on uh, 
on no, these particular scenes or, or Pee Wee I mean, in general? Like we said, yeah, Pee Wee in general. I mean, someone had said earlier, you know, the R.P. in peace. Uh, just amazing actor. One of those people that it's like I kind of just took him for granted having grown up in that era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then think of just how special uh, the actor and that all was. Obviously, we live in Florida, so there's a connection to Paul Rubens there that we won't get into. <laughs> so we're saying positive things. But, yeah, I I love it. I love it. Cool. I tended to sour on Tim Burton as he got older. I think we'd already talked about our mm-hmm. hipster tendencies in general, probably the listeners too, to only like early stuff. But this really – it stopped Tim Burton from out Tim Burtoning himself. And obviously, nice not to have uh, Johnny Depp involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and it, But it shows the, all sort of the positive things he did um, well. Yeah. Uh, without it going overboard. And I, I just love it. I mean, uh, it was cool to see scenes. I, I had not seen them before. And I hope to never see that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, um, I mean, kicked off um, kind of really three great careers. I mean, obviously, Tim Burton would go on yeah. to, to direct a lot of stuff. And Danny Elfman would go on to do many Simpsons. great uh, film scores. Of course, the best. Um, and particularly working with Tim Burton with, with Batman and uh, Beetlejuice. It would have been nice to have seen Paul Rubin in more things. Yeah, that's yeah, one I mean, thing kind of saddens me, that he didn't do more non-Pee-Wee. Well, it, it was, Someone it was, does Mystery Men here. Yeah, so. yeah we got yeah. Dave over here for here Mystery Men. Uh, you know, great turn. He and, got uh, mired in that, like, stupid little scandal. It was yeah. nothing, really, by today's standards. It's like... Mm. Kind of interrupted know. his career, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah okay. Interrupt his career. Let's make sure we're going <laughs> where this is. Yeah, it was kind of a shame. And actually, um, just on a personal note, I was set up... Um, so a lot of actors do a thing where they, they show a film and then they're there and they'll answer questions and stuff and so forth. So I was, I had tickets to a showing of Pee Wee's Big Adventure where Paul Rubens was going to appear and answer questions. And, um, so this was, this, uh, the tickets were for April, I think it was April or May 2020. Oh. So that was postponed and eventually canceled and never happened. So I never, you know, I never got into because I was going to ask about, you know, Mystery Men two. Do we get, uh, you know, do we get a spleen spinoff? Do we get a, you know, Mystery Men cinematic universe? Or was there any ever talk of that? But I, you know, I never got to ask, uh, you know, Paul those questions because uh, you know that, that didn't happen. But um, but so but we do have uh, the many great films that. Uh, um, that he has left behind that we will continue to enjoy. Um, so, gentlemen, would you like to, uh, you know, where can folks hear more of your uh, talking about deleted scenes and boomerangs and so yeah. forth? Um, I'm trying to think of I guess, yeah, no, Predator uses that one thing that's like a boomerang. So, you, you Predator Minute, uh, the less funny one as ours, and then uh, Gonzo Minute, which is, uh, at <laughs> this point, Fear and Loathing, we theoretically are going to do more Hunter S. Thompson movies, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know how it's been for all of you here or even listeners that might do podcasts, but the 2020 thing that happened, it really seemed to slow us down. <laughs> we, yeah. we got through Predator 1 really fast and Predator 2 mm-hmm. and Gonsum and it had been taking us a while, but that's where we're mostly on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And we try and guest whenever we can. So uh, thank you all for yeah. listening. Yeah. I love uh, being here. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for joining because for a period it looked like it was just going to be me up here and no <laughs> one wants that. Just you um, and your balloon. But so I am uh, Sean German from Next Scene Podcast where we're taking on pop culture one scene at a time. Um, I've announced it on the show, but if, if folks aren't caught up and haven't heard yet, um, I'm cutting back. Uh, the schedule so we're just going to be doing the holiday special so later up uh, coming this year 
Um, we'll be covering Pee-wee's Big Adventure in nine chunks. Please reach out if you'd like to discuss the film or Paul Rubens or anything related. Um, any Tim Burton or Danny Elfman, if you'd like to be a guest, you, you can you can reach us. We're um, uh, nextscenepod.com is our website. Um, at Next Scene Pod on social media, the Jelly of the Month Club is our Facebook group. Uh, Next Scene Pod <laughs> at Gmail is the email address. Again, please, if you're interested in uh, talking about, uh, you know, talking about Pee Wee's Big Adventure or being a guest, uh, reach out to us. And then also, um, I am returning to the movie by minutes format coming in 2024. I think I recorded. I think it's two years since I recorded the like teaser trailer episode mm-hmm. of this podcast, but um, I will be doing Casablanca Minute. Somehow Sean I, has uh, returned. Where I cover um, really the greatest yeah. film that Hollywood has ever produced one minute at a time. You already said. Um, and you can find that at CasablancaMinute.com. And again, that will be coming in 2024. Good to hear so. you're getting your feet wet again. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good one. Go All right. Thank you. Thank you.